0: from Maddie. And she said, I'm new to management and I feel like my team don't respect me. How can I increase the respect and trust without having to point blank say you don't respect me?
1: Great question. I mean, Maddie, let me, let me answer this question very simply. Um, I don't know. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I,
1: I, I, it depends. Look, I know it's, it's, it's such a funny response, but um, the, the challenge I think in this question is that there's more context that we don't have. And so we need to answer it without the context. So it's going to feel a bit more abstract than specific for you. Um, you have to define what does respect and disrespect look like for me and how does that show up in observable behaviours. And rather than challenging the respect, challenge the behaviour um, mm. and and get really clear on the behaviours that are acceptable and unacceptable behaviours, because that's ultimately what is going to shape your culture and what your cultural norms are. Um the other side to this this coin, I think as well, which which is important to, to, to think through, is that what if they don't respect you? Like, let's just be really honest, maybe they don't. And so how do you respond when your team doesn't respect you? And how do you not take that personally? And how do you recognize that sometimes respect takes time to build like your credibility does? Um, if you're a new leader, again, we don't have the context for you, Maddie, so we don't know. Maybe you've just joined the team. Maybe you're a relatively new leader to the team and you haven't built that um Almost that credibility over time that they that the team require. Maybe they've had really bad experiences in the past with leaders that have been mm. quite difficult to work with or been quite you know um, horrible bosses and horrible managers, and so they're really tentative with how quickly they give respect or trust to someone. Um, so there's so many things that we we don't know the answer to, and the context the context that would actually add to that. So I would say respect, like credibility, is consistency and behavior over time. So the way you build respect, the way you build trust, the way you build credibility is to define the behaviours that you see are important, as important in building that and demonstrate and lead those behaviours over time and recognise that it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen over time.
0: Yeah, that's such a great point about the consistency and defining them and then consistently showing up in that way I think you can do that collectively and in your one-on-one so I'd start in your one-on-one meetings Maddie by calling like having those conversations of going hey what do you feel like you need from me as a manager what do you feel like or it could be even what does great management look like to you and start to understand what they're wanting and then go, hey, well, this is what I think great team behaviour looks like to me. And you start using the, creating some shared language around what you want on the team. And then when you start to see behaviour that sits outside of that, where you see the disrespectful behaviour that you're kind of talking about, you can then kind of call that stuff out and say, hey, like, remember how we had this conversation about this is the team we want to be part of. When I see you doing gossiping or having those kind of corridor conversations or disregarding my advice or whatever it is, I feel like that's outside of alignment about how we agreed we were going to behave. So you've got something to anchor to and you have some kind of like benchmark that you're working towards. But without having done that kind of pre-work, it can be hard and it can feel like this weird kind of, oh, how do I how do I even talk about this? So that is to me really important of, of building this shared language. I know, Shane, you talk heaps about this in your book, Let's Talk Culture. How do you clarify the expectations on your team? Because this is such an important thing that there's often, I know Brene Brown talks about stealth expectations, where there's these underlying expectations that we have but we've just never communicated them to people. Yeah. So start there. Is there anything else that you feel like is important to add when it comes to these expectations?
1: Yeah. I mean, also recognising that respect is interpretive. um, And so what's respectful for you may not necessarily be as what someone else defines as respectful. So I think what you're touching on is getting really clear on the observable behaviours is a really... Important component of that. Good example of this is I was working with a team, and, and naturally they said, "Well, we want to build a culture of respect." I said, "What does respect look like?" And they said, "Well, I think for you know, as a starting point, we turn our cameras on during meetings." And um, everyone was like, "Yeah, turn the cameras on." Everyone had this big, big kind of you know, uh, you know, angry moment right, against cameras. And, uh, and and one lady put her <laughs> hand up and she said, "Oh, I'm actually um, in a season of life where I'm kind of like." breastfeeding my newborn. And so sometimes I'm in meetings and I'm breastfeeding and I don't want to turn my camera on while I'm doing that. And there was this kind of like uncomfortable silence in the room where everyone immediately had their assumptions challenged and they went, oh, okay, maybe it wasn't just about respect. Maybe respect is not just turning your camera on or off. Maybe there's much more deeper levels to respect. So again, so being able to define what respect looks like by explaining our expectations and then getting really clear and observable behaviours so that when we step outside those guidelines, we actually can bring them back on on track again.
0: Yeah, it's great. I love that around. You have to bring this stuff to the surface because if you don't, it's there but it's just all underlying and it causes this conflict and tension and all this weird stuff that happens on teams so we need to make sure all the stuff that's there all those expectations differences of opinion diversity of thought get that up to the surface have conversations because that's when you get the gold because you realize oh we were just about to make a blanket rule and mandate everyone turn their cameras on which would have made someone feel really isolated and we now know this and we're like okay cool yeah no worries that makes perfect sense
1: we can adjust our behaviors now around that Exactly. The, the one thing I, I would say as well is, is that it could be helpful is also show your team what it looks like to demonstrate those behaviours with your leaders. Um, so one of the things is we often want to see behaviours modelled within our team, but they our team don't even know what it looks like. And so naturally, I, again, Maddie, you might be at the senior kind of position in your organisation, but uh, my, my guess is that you're probably in the middle somewhere in a management role some, somewhere in the organisation. You've got a direct line manager is I would demonstrate to your team what it looks like to show respect to that manager um, so that they can see it in action in you uh, as well. So that would be my last kind of tip.
0: Yes, love that. What a beautiful way to close out that particular question. Thank you, Maddie.